0: If you want to learn how to guide your children in a way that creates a strong foundation of faith that will last for generations, join us as we discuss how David and Solomon's progress and faith hit a wall with their descendant Rehoboam. Hey friends, it's Katie from Covenant Collections here with the fourth episode of Covenant Conversations. We're going to call today's episode Faith for Generations, and I'm really excited about this message. If you enjoy it as well, please leave feedback and subscribe if you aren't already. Either way, I'm thankful that you're here, and I know you're here for a reason. So for today's Faith for Generations message, we're going to be looking at 2 Chronicles chapters 10 through 12. King Rehoboam was the son of King Solomon and the grandson of King David. Well, that's my son being quite loud in the background. Let me find out what he's doing. Okay, so we are familiar with both King David and King Solomon. We've talked about them in our past podcasts. So if you haven't listened to those lessons, you should go check those out as well. But we know that King David and King Solomon were both highly favored by God. We know that King David was described as being a man after God's own heart and that King Solomon was granted the gift of great wisdom and much, much more by God for serving him well and pleasing him. This family had finally turned around Israel's many years of back and forth, disobedience, and disrespect towards God. Solomon had given great advice that is documented in the Bible to this day in Proverbs 13 verse 20. The one who walks with the wise will become wise, But a companion of fools will suffer harm. After King Solomon passed, his son Rehoboam became king. We have no way to know how Solomon raised his son, how much time he spent with him, how much time he took to teach the word of God to him, or to teach him how to be a great, God fearing, God loving king. But we do know that King Rehoboam made awful decisions and was nothing like his father or his grandfather. But we also know that Solomon was the most wise king, so it's fairly safe to assume he knew to teach his child well. Yet if Rehoboam was taught well, he didn't act on what he had learned. This could be because, as his father warned, being a companion of fools will cause harm, regardless of how you were raised or how much better you know. The people we surround ourselves with is so important. Jeroboam came to see King Rehoboam and asked him to reduce the amount of work they were ordered to do under King Solomon. He offered to serve Rehoboam well if he would do this. Rehoboam told Jeroboam to return in three days and he would have made his decision. Rehoboam then spoke with the elders and asked what he should do. They advised King Rehoboam that being kind to these people would create loyal servants. But King Rehoboam didn't respect the advice of the elders, and he went to ask his friends instead. They advised him to treat the people even worse than they were before, to make them work even harder and discipline them more severely. And this is the advice that he took. Rehoboam also didn't consult with God in this decision. He didn't reference the wise words of his own father. Israel rebelled against King Rehoboam. They refused to follow him any longer. The nation was then split into two kingdoms, and King Rehoboam was only king over Judah. He had proven the wise words of his father to be true. He had chosen not to walk with the wise and become wise, but instead to be a companion of fools, and he suffered harm for that decision. He continued on this negative path, and he abandoned God. I don't know about you, but I sometimes worry if my teachings will be good enough. I don't even have grandkids yet, but I worry for and pray for them already as well. I quickly remind myself that I need to cast that fear, anxiety, and worry completely onto God and just do my part, teach them well, pray and trust entirely in God and have faith. But the concern itself is natural. How could King Rehoboam be so bad? When his father and grandfather both were so good. I see this story as a warning essentially. A cautionary tale of what could happen if we aren't relentless and faithful in our calling to raise our children well and guide them in the ways of the Lord. Last week we went over some great ways to of how exactly to bring God into your children's lives. And I hope you've started to implement some of those strategies and seen already how it can drastically change the atmosphere within your home. But whether you have or you haven't, I urge you to never relent in this responsibility of ours to teach our kids about God. Every single day, they should be exposed to the love and the teachings of God. We aren't serving them well if we fail to teach them often. Model the behavior that is desired, encourage them, uplift them, guide them faithfully, and recognize them for the things they do well. Correct them when they walk in ways that aren't pleasing to the Lord, and correct them by teaching them a better way. Pray for them often and pray with them often. Walk the journey together. Psalm 103 verse 17 says, but the mercy of the Lord is eternal for his worshipers, and their children's children will see his righteousness. I want my children to see his righteousness. I want my worshiping to be so significant that the mercy of the Lord falls onto my children and my children's children. I want to teach my children the word of God, and I know you do too. Jeremiah 29 verses 11 to 13 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. That is one of my favorite verses of all time. It really summarizes the entire gospel in such a clear and beautiful way. So, if there's any place in scripture you want to talk to your children today and really ensure they understand something, start with Jeremiah 29, verses 11 through 13. If you feel like they're listening and trusting their friends more than you, you have something to work on, as we've seen in today's cautionary tale. Good friends are a wonderful thing, but bad friends, can be the difference between walking with the wise and becoming wise, or walking with the fools and suffering harm. I'd like to pray with you if you have a moment. Dear God, I pray for the person listening to this message today. You know where they are, Lord. You know what challenges they're facing. You know the worries that are weighing on their mind, and you alone know the true desires of their heart. Allow them to receive your guidance and wisdom, your peace and understanding, and open them up to the amazing ways that you can work in their lives. I pray that you soften the hearts of their family members and that they allow you to fully lead them. I'm asking humbly that you surround our children with wise and worthy influences. I'm asking that you surround us with wise and worthy influences. I'm asking that you protect us and our families from the fools. I pray that their children, their children's children and beyond will experience your love and mercy. I pray that the foundation built in this generation is strong and powerful enough to endure forever. You know the needs of your children, God, and you are a faithful and loving father. We ask that you surround our loved ones with the right people, Place the right resources in their path and guide them towards you for many generations to come. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to keep this very short today because I think we've covered everything that really has to be said on this. And I want you to walk away and pray about what you've heard today. I want you to look at the influences that you have surrounding yourself first And then I want you to really look and think about the influences that are surrounding the people in your family, your children. I appreciate you for being here today. I know you were here for a reason. I know you needed to hear this message. And I want to offer you our free family devotion starter kit if you haven't downloaded it yet. You can claim that on our website at www.covenantcollections.com. And it's a PDF that I created with an engaging devotional, an interactive activity, a discussion prompt, and a bonus guide for raising modern-day children with Christian values. I made this to open the door and make introducing God into your home as easy as possible with resources that you can work through together as a family. Remember to always trust in God's plan. Lean on his strength and allow his wisdom to guide us in raising children who will be a light in this world.